Hey, what's up, guys? This is Ryan, the hype guy. And, you know, this is the podcast where the happy hour never, never ends. Let your cups overflow with joy. And uh, let's get to some pre-show hype headlines here. So in the last few weeks, uh, Trump was preparing to get together a rally of some sort in Tulsa, Oklahoma, which the first date was going to be Juneteenth, which uh, got a lot of scrutiny and rightfully so because this is emancipation of slaves back in 1865, actually observed in uh, 47 states. Did not know that part when I was doing a little research on that last night. And actually, technically, even though it's celebrated on June 19th, uh, there's technically two Union border states, uh, likes of Delaware and Kentucky, that were still practicing slavery. And so until it really got rectified December 6th of that same year, and here we are, uh, with that holiday and uh now more states are declaring it like a paid holiday i was actually looking online and there's several businesses that are now opting to do that <clears throat> so moving right along um trump actually he said no we're sending it we're not doing it uh we're actually going to do it saturday the 20th so he had planned to get about a million rsvps or so and turns out, I think the Gen Zers, uh, who, as we know, uh, this last generation, who we were kind of worried about, maybe a little smarter than we thought, uh, they kind of pulled a, uh, a switcheroo on TikTok and um, somehow had <laughs> requested a bunch of tickets. And... You know, it was kind of funny to me, I'm sure amongst of others, but man, there were so many people that were just, just butthurt about it. And it was just a harmless little prank. And I mean, you know, people showed up still for the rally, but oh my gosh, like, and then, but here's the funny thing is, you know, the election four years ago was sabotaged and you know, it just baffles me, the hypocrisy out here, uh, you know, what's right and what's wrong. It, it just, it just, it just amazes me. So, uh, yeah, that was actually quite funny. Uh, I got a, I got a kick at it, believe it or not. Uh, I'm sure you can tell, but, um, no, on a serious note, um, man, Baton Rouge, Louisiana blew up. So, uh, Man, if you guys haven't seen the video, and, and I'll play a, a clip here soon, uh, even if you just start typing G-A-R, Gary Chambers Jr. is going to pop up. Uh, this guy walked into a city board meeting uh, wanting a uh, local school there in, in Baton Rouge to be uh, changed. And uh, so let me go ahead and pull this up via the tube and uh, let you guys uh, hear what Mr. Chambers had to say here. Next. So I had intended to get up here and talk about how racist Robert E. Lee was, but I'm going to talk about you, Cotton, sitting over there shopping while we talking about Robert E. Lee. This is a picture of you shopping while we talking about racism and history in this country. Only white members of this board got up while we were up here talking, too, because you don't give a damn, and it's clear. But I'm going to tell you what the slaves, my ancestors, 
sister said about Robert E. Lee, since you don't know history, sister. Let me tell you that they said when he got the plantation, after he got off the field with 27,000 people dying at Gettysburg, Connie, Robert E. Lee was a brutal slave master. Not only did when he whooped the slaves, he said, lay it on them hard. After he said, lay it on them hard, he said, put Brian on them, sort of burn them. That's what Robert E. Lee did. And you set your arrogant self in here and sit on there shopping while the pain and the hurt of the people of this community is on display. But you don't give a damn and you should resign. You should have resigned two years ago when you choked the white man in his house. You should have resigned two weeks ago when you got on TV and said foolishness. And you should walk out of here and resign and never come back because you are the example of racism in this community. You are horrible. Now to the rest of the board. You have an obligation to the people of this community. And 81% of them are black. And do you need a Klan rally outside, Mr. Godet, before you end it? Because holding it up means that you put that building in jeopardy. You do, sir. Because all over the country, they're burning stuff down. And black folks in this city have stood with protesters. I ain't seen you elected officials out there with them. Making sure that nothing goes south in Baton Rouge. It's been folks in this community who give a damn. Not just when it's comfortable, but every time. And four years ago, we came down here. Mr. Drake, they say you're a good man. Be a good man. Black folks say you're a good man. White folks say you're a good man. Your legacy is attached to tonight, brother. Your legacy. Now, let me say to the black members of the board, it's the most solidarity I've seen out of y'all in forever. Let's keep it at. Let's stand on this moving forward. Because we don't need to apologize for Connie, Evelyn. She showed you who she was when she was sitting next to you while you were talking shopping. You don't need another example. Now, when do we as Baton Rouge stop being in 1856? If you want to name the building after somebody, how about PBS Pinchback, the first black governor of the state of Louisiana, when he was governor during Reconstruction? You want another name? Oscar Dunn, who was the lieutenant governor of the state of Louisiana in the 1860s that gave the right for Darius Landis and Don Collins and, and Evelyn Ware Jackson and Tramiel Howard to get here. You want to name it after somebody from Reconstruction? Name it after the people who fought for abolition of slavery. If you want to name it after somebody, honor the right people, the people who are on the right side of history. But it's your ancestor that the school is named after. So you're holding on to your heritage. But we built this joint for free. And we're done begging you to do what's right. Thank you, sir. Next. Wow, yikes. So moral of the story don't be Connie. And actually, there is a petition floating around to have her removed from the school board. I did put my John Hancock on that. <clears throat> and uh, we need more local celebrities like that, you know, standing up at board meetings. So, guys, if, if you want to see change, you know, definitely go to your, your city board meetings and, you know, stand up for, you know, what you believe and, and you know, you know, <clears throat> you know, be the change you want to see in the world, you know, speak up. So we'll go ahead and get to uh, this week's guest, uh, Kyle Brown. Um, it's a couple months ago. So Kyle actually had approached me about uh, doing a podcast. But not only that, he actually is, uh, he's got his own. <clears throat> he does with a friend, um, Real Topics, Real Conversations, really cool. And I believe they're actually on a radio station here locally here in Little Rock. We actually did this at the local Starbucks on Rodney uh, Parham. Um 
he wanted to talk about police brutality, which this is perfect uh, since we've got so much of that going on at the moment. Um, he also touched on gun permits, uh, you know, in his opinion, what should be done about that. And then also uh, the state of mer medical marijuana um, and how that's going right now. Uh, so it was a definitely a, a really good one. Um, you know, it's really cool and refreshing to to have someone come to you. And I've, I've had a couple, so it's probably three now. Um that now have their own podcast, uh, you know, so definitely it's cool seeing other people kind of doing the same thing you're doing, you know, and getting their voice uh, out there and heard for. Um, so, yeah, it's pretty cool. I actually had the honor of being his first guest. Um, actually, it was probably before COVID. But anyway, uh, we did it on a Sunday. <clears throat> you can check that out. Um, I said real topics, real conversations. Uh, he's on Facebook as well. So, uh, yeah. Um, some good stuff there. Oh, and I forgot to do a shout out to some good friends of ours, Greg and Andrea Fundaler. They just welcome a beautiful baby boy into the world, Dean. Congratulations. Um, yeah, I know it's going to be awesome. You're going to be great parents, and he's going to be lucky to have you guys. So up next on episode number five, Kyle Brown will be on deck and we'll see what he has to say today. All right, we're here with uh, Kyle Brown uh, at the local Starbucks here. What's going on, Kyle? Oh, nothing much. I'm just chilling. <laughs> yep, yep. So, uh, yeah, Kyle's one of my former colleagues. Uh, last two jobs we worked at. So he actually approached me about doing a podcast, um, which is really cool because I feel like I feel kind of honored because, you know, maybe kind of somewhat some mentor, mentor somebody, you know, <laughs> so, but yeah, he's thinking about getting into it. So kind of tell us uh, uh, where you're from, uh, you know, and all that. For those that don't know, kind of getting, getting to know you a little bit. Okay. Well, my name is Kyle Brown. I'm 27 years old. have to think about this. You know, I've been... <laughs> Sometimes we do. I've been, I've been lying about my age so much, I forgot how old I was. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. <laughs> but, um, so basically, um, I've pretty much grown up in Little Rock, Arkansas my whole life, born and raised in Arkansas. Um, you know, I'm going to school for communications, and, you know, I just wanted to get in the podcast. Uh, a co-worker of mine mm -hmm. kind of approached me with the idea, and he was like... Man, you know, you should start your own podcast talking about yeah. different TV shows and movies mm -hmm. that come mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. You know, to kind of yeah. to kind of uh, get people to tune in to watch them. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, nah, I don't think I would have the blessed for that. Yeah. So then he was like, yeah, yeah, you would. So. <laughs> so it's it's pretty cool. You get an extra push, like yeah, because yeah. I was kind of like that too. Somebody approached me about the same way, and I was like, I don't know. He's like, yeah, man, you should do it. So two years later, uh, or actually. Multiple years later, I'm here. So, right. But uh, yeah. So, tell us a little bit what you do. So, you're in uh, pharmacy, uh, uh, pharmaceutical type. Right. Okay. So, okay. Um, I work. I work for Fresenius Medical Care. Mm -hmm. uh, we pretty much specialize in working with patients who have chronic renal failure. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. We mm -hmm. basically send them out uh, dialysis equipment for them to do their treatments. Uh, we talk to nurses, doing prescription renewals, following up with patients to get their monthly orders sent out. 
Okay. You know, whole spiel. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, and you, you guys go through training for, uh, you said, well, now you told me it's a few weeks now. It was prior when you did it about a week in, in near Chicago, Illinois. So, right. Yeah. That's so, um, I think they kind of changed it. I know when I first went up for training, it was like, I think maybe two weeks in mm-hmm. Chicago. And keep in mind, that was my first time flying. I was scared as hell. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I was nervous as hell, especially Mm -hmm. when I got on that little bitty crop duster plane. Oh, wow. Man, look, I ate my peanuts and then my neighbor's peanuts, okay? (laughs) So did you have alcohol beverage while while you flew? I drunk some of everything, anything to calm my damn nerves, okay? <laughs> oh, wow. So, so you like it pretty cool so far? Um, Yeah, I like it. It's, it's pretty cool. I have amazing co-workers, mm-hmm. um, uh, amazing uh, friends up there in our corporate office in Lake Love. Awesome. So it's, it's pretty amazing. So what would you say is probably the most stressful thing about your job? <laughs> I think we all have something that makes us tick, or you know, oh, something. You gonna get me in trouble? Nah, just you know. <laughs> well, you know. Yeah, we know sometimes management. It could be the task at hand, what you're doing, maybe everything. <laughs> sometimes now we do have those mm-hmm. nurses that may get a little smart with us, and so mm-hmm. we got to grin and bear it. You know that's that's a hard uh, yeah. job for me. Yeah, yeah. When you got a call, because now where I work, I mean, calling the pharmacy and you're like, "Hey, why did you guys deny this person their prescriptions or whatever?" And you know, and I was dealing with one yesterday, and uh, she used to be getting like 144 pills, but apparently there's a new law now. I forget. I think she might have been in South Carolina, if I'm not mistaken. And they told her, oh, well, you can only get a seven-day seven supply now or something. And I was like, and it was, I think it was Norco, if I'm not mistaken. What the hell is a seven-day supply? <laughs> yeah, and she's like, I don't know. I guess I'm just going to die or whatever. I'm just like, oh, man. And I'm just like, well, man, I'm trying to do everything I can. And I said, but, you know, and I learned now about prior authorization. I said, well, you're going to have to get with your doctor. He got to call us to get that done, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. So that that mm-hmm. is the stressful part of my job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much when we have to deal with the nurses, mm-hmm. like sometimes they may tell us to do one thing, mm-hmm. and they'll turn around and want us to do another thing. Mm-hmm. Then sometimes they'll blame us for their own mistakes. So gotcha. it's that's where the stressful part come in at. But yeah. overall. Um, I don't know. I, I love working with the patients because uh-huh. for me, I feel like it is very rewarding yeah. when I can uh, take somebody that's having a bad day and turn it into a, a great day. It's, it's very rewarding when I can just help uh, lend a helping hand, period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's kind of what we do. We're kind of advocates for the members with United Healthcare and they're calling in and you know from you know they could be little as you know checking on their account to oh they need a prescription field or they're checking see hey does this cover this mm-hmm. uh, I've gotten a lot of calls about diabetic you know test strips you right. know, stuff like that but and it was crazy because in training and, it, and I knew this kind of be true until I talked to someone you know you're probably that only person that they talk to yeah 
you know, and <laughs> that's that's big for them, you know. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. Especially an elderly person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I, w- I would see, like, I know, like, my grandma, you know, people like that, like, hey, they don't use it, you know, unless they have home health or somebody come in, you know, they get kind of lonely. So, uh, but, yeah, so uh, we'll get to what you want to discuss. Uh, you approached me about uh, the police brutality, so. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so What's there your- is, mm-hmm. there, you know, I mean, it's no secret. Mm-hmm. There we have a big issue going on in America t- today, and yeah. it's the police brutality. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I feel like, you know, there are some good cops. There are yeah. some crooked cops. Right. Lord forgive me. Yeah, and I it feel is. like they use extreme force when having to, you know, take down the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Um, say, for instance, there was something I saw on the news. I think mm-hmm. this was last week sometime. Uh-huh. The officer ended up going after this guy using extreme force, mm-hmm. and it captured him. It captured it on it captured him uh, chasing the guy on the body mm-hmm. cam. Mm-hmm. And he just tackled the guy and rubbed with him and had his gun pointed on it and firing and shooting. Yeah, I just, you know, I just, I feel like some of these polices today, they need to be kind of, I guess, retrained on how to handle a criminal. Yeah, um, of course, and and we know about the one in Little Rock. I can't remember his name. Yeah. You know, the one, and I think it happened off of uh, uh, 12th. And uh, I'm trying to think of maybe Rodney Parham. I think so. Yeah, yeah the guy was flying off of the, mm-hmm. the and you know, and shooting. I don't know. And like I said, I'm not a cop, and I don't know as far as you know. Yes, yeah, dangerous. Their 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 job is dangerous. We know it that. It is. Yeah. You know, they're putting their life on the line mm-hmm. every day, pretty much. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, the, these body cams, because uh, I think just recently they started. You know, they started doing that recently. Okay, okay. Yeah. Do you have a, I mean, you don't know if you've done any research. Do you know why they probably haven't implemented this earlier? You know, I, I don't know. It seems like something that, it's one of those things like, why didn't they do this in the beginning? You know? Right. I honestly, I don't have any knowledge of why mm-hmm. they, you know, mm-hmm. they didn't do it earlier. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, I'm glad they have started doing it so mm-hmm. people can mm-hmm. see just what some mm-hmm. of these cops are doing. Yeah. Because I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Some there are some days I mm-hmm. go to work, mm-hmm. I look up, it's a cop in my rear view. I'm, you know, I'm kind of nervous. That's <laughs> the instinct. Somebody's in your rear view. Right. You don't even know. And now, as far as like, of course, and I know you can't, and nobody can see us, but we're we're African Americans. Right. So as black men, you know, <clears throat> when we see those blue lights, we scared. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and uh, I was I actually had. Kenyon on uh, so year before last, and you know we were talking about you know he killed he, he carries a concealed weapon and he oh, wow. came out and, and told us that on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's got to be upfront and say, hey, you know I've got this in my glove, you know, and show him he's got the permit, you know. <clears throat> uh, but what, what, what's your take on that? Like uh, as far as like concealed uh, weapons, and then you're like, oh, well, if they if they see something in the glove box, or, you know, you go go to they automatically they're gonna they're, they're, yeah so my take on the whole concealed weapon thing mm-hmm. I, I people may hate me for it but mm-hmm. I, I honestly don't approve of it okay because you have some people 
that have a gun just to have it and they're not really prepared to use it mm -hmm. so i feel like with that being said i feel like you really shouldn't have a gun unless you work with law enforcement that's you know that's, that's just my yeah. that's just yeah. my intent yeah. on it because yeah. mm -hmm. to me if you have a gun you, you really need to be prepared to use it in case of danger and i mean i've i've honestly uh I've un and I don't talk about this much, but I've honestly been in a situation where I've had not one but two pointed at me. Oh wow! So okay, you know I just don't. I I just believe guns kill. That's that's just my opinion. Yeah, yeah. You felt like that pretty much your whole life for the most part. Yeah, it, and it was a it was kind of a like a mental thing. I kind of had to get over it. But even still, now when I see a gun, I just kind of like freeze. Mm -hmm. So it's. Mm -hmm. But I guess that's why I just never really approved mm -hmm. of people who don't work with the law having guns. Just don't approve of it. Yeah. Understandable. Um, I just thought about uh, speaking of like you know having you go you go apartment get something. Yes. Um, have you seen the movie The Hate You Give? Actually, I have. Okay. I okay. have, and yeah. even watching it, mm -hmm. it just. Is like I said, it, it kind of scares you me yeah. today because that's really what goes on. And they and they focused on that. I want to say because I think it came out in 2018, mm -hmm. uh, and I just recently watched it last year. Mm -hmm. um, man, the stuff going on. I, I mean, it's mm -hmm. it's like immediately, and this was before the 2020, or actually, I believe it was 2016 before the election. This was like in the summer. Mm -hmm. This is when all this was going on. Like black men were losing their lives. Yeah. And it was just like, wow, you almost think, and I thought, and I'm sure some people would agree, we're going back old times. Like, this is, I mean, this is scary. Yeah, it is <laughs> We're scary. in the 21st century. Yeah, we are. Yeah. So, uh, I'm, 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 are you out late at night? Use a lot of times? Because I know my fiance is like, I don't prefer if you out late at night. And I'm like, oh, I'll be fine. I'm like, and then I see something like that happens. I see something on Facebook and I'm like. Right. So much gun violence. Yeah. I'm honestly, I am not because mm -hmm. of everything that's going on. Like, mm -hmm. I used to go out with friends and hang out, mm -hmm. but it's, I've, I've gotten to a certain point in my life where I feel like the facts of my life are nothing but work and school and home. Yeah. Yeah, that's just, that's kind of like me too. Like, uh, unless it's like a a, uh, a birthday party or some event, I'm usually, <laughs> I'm usually in. <laughs> Right. Yeah, yeah, I'm just not out everywhere and doing whatever and yeah, yeah. whatnot. Yeah. I just I don't I don't like to be around a lot of crowds cuz I feel like mm -hmm. that's the gateway to something. To something happening. Yeah. When I go to certain places, mm -hmm. I usually try to scope out more than one exit so if something happens, happen, you're prepared. You're prepared. Yeah. I mean, yeah. even at work, I'm, mm -hmm. I my desk is right by the exit. They mm -hmm. know. <laughs> yeah, so you remember the the shooting at the Little Rock nightclub. Did you hear about I did, okay. and uh -huh. honestly, I, I'm so, I'm just, I'm, I'm in awe every time I hear that, mm -hmm. because I'm like, this happened right here in, in Arkansas. Yeah, you, you see it on places. the news and mm -hmm. other places, but here when it hits home. Right, it hits home. Mm -hmm. Arkansas mm -hmm. is what I like to call a small community, in my right. opinion. Mm -hmm. So if you don't know that person, you're going to eventually know them through a mutual person. Mm -hmm. And with that being said, you know, when that happened, that just, mm -hmm. that kind of just, it, it struck a nerve. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, did you, uh, I'm sure you probably weren't there, uh, did you have any friends there? Or? 
Um, I did. I did not, and mm-hmm. I was glad nobody, you know, mm-hmm. I knew was there. But I, you know, just till this day, I still feel sorry for the victims, and I still, I still feel sorry for the families of those victims. Yeah, what they, what they have to go through is, is, is just, is just it's crazy. Ridiculous. Yes. Yeah. 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 So uh, a couple of things kind of went transition to kind of along with this. So uh, the two didn't want to get to the the shooting that took place uh, El Paso the Walmart. Yes. First of all, let's talk about that. What's your, um, cause, and I saw this other day too, mm-hmm. where I think, and somebody will agree with it. Uh, what do you think about like somebody carrying their gun? Cause this happened at a, at, at a, um, it was some type of big store where a civilian happened to have a gun and mm-hmm. defended everybody else. And I guess shot whoever the, the, uh, whoever it was that, that was trying to like shoot up the place, you know? Yeah, I'm gonna. Even though the the defendant did do a good mm-hmm. deed, I still think you need to lead it to the police. Still say because mm-hmm. uh, whenever they get that gun and badge, mm-hmm. they have to do an oath. You so, you solemnly swear to protect and serve. And so I believe if you have not taken that oath, you don't need to be walking around with a pistol. Yeah. An AK-47. <laughs> a, a shotgun, rifle gun, BB mm-hmm. gun, mm-hmm. elephant gun, bazooka, anything. <laughs> anything, yeah. Just gotta stay clear of it. <laughs> so yeah. that's that's just my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. I don't, but like I said, I mean, I've I've been traumatized, so that's that's why oh. I just don't. I don't. So that almost is one of those things that kind of ruined it. Right. More or less for it. Yeah, I I just don't believe in people having guns and. Mm-hmm. Like I've I've even told friends, well, you know, if you get one, it better be out of sight when I come to see you. You know. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So you have like you go over to their house, like friends' house. Yeah. You know some that can. Yeah, so do they go ahead and put it out of sight? Or oh you know? yeah, because if I find it, it's gonna be a problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Um, and then secondly, we want to touch on um, and I touched a little bit on the podcast I did with Lorraine Steiger. Um, was it Gene Botham, I think, got shot in Dallas. Uh, yeah. I know, personally, for me, and I'm sure people can attest to this, many times I've just, I've been drunk or, or a little bit tipsy and right. come home, and I and I know which apartment to go, even if they all, they all obviously look the same. Right. What, what's your take uh, as far as, you know, because um, it's just a weird situation. Supposedly they say he was involved with her, because I know a friend of mine that stays in Dallas said he heard that too. Mm-hmm. That so, so now they're saying he was involved with this this girl that was a cop. Okay, so uh, here's here's my intake on that. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't care whether he was involved with the girl or not. I feel like mm-hmm. if you coming in from a long day at work, mm-hmm. you I know. You know, floor plans are going to be the same in an apartment, duplex, whatever. Right. I feel like you should instantly know if an apartment is not yours. And so with that being said, for you to walk into an apartment and instantly pull out your gun and shoot somebody, I, I just feel like you, I feel like there's no regard. Mm-hmm. 
for that that person. No regard for human I mean, life. You do that. Right. Took somebody's life. Like why? Uh, uh, not just anybody's but life. life. A, a young, a young man. A young. Life. It's he smart. Had his whole life ahead of him. Very intelligent. Very very. Yeah. Um, I just feel like you know there it could have been something else that could have been done in that situation. Yeah. And you know my heart deeply goes out to. Mm-hmm. Um, his his uh, family, entire family, actually, his friends and co-workers, people that knew him. Yeah. It just, like, I still think there's something controversy surrounding it. Uh, and then I think even, I think his brother at the trial, like, went up and hugged. Like, he's a better yeah. person. I, w- I mean, and I don't know. He was a forgiving man. Yeah. Like, I just... It's just so weird. Yeah. Well, it well honestly, it takes a strong individual mm-hmm. to do that, especially mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. you know you have murdered my brother. Yeah, it takes sure. a strong individual to do that. So yeah. for him to do that, I thought that was it was very big of him. Yeah. Um, I know you know everybody can't do that. So for him to do mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. especially I believe he was younger. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, he mm-hmm. was younger. Mm-hmm. So for him to do that, that was it was very big mm-hmm. of him. Yeah. Um. In in your opinion, I guess if if just say from you or if I guess you're one you know head of the police department and something like this happens. What, what do you think is the appropriate punishment, like in your opinion, I guess, so to speak, uh, of how this should be handled? Because, you know, there's a lot, because recently it's usually, and I'll say slap on the wrist, there's just a uh, <clears throat> suspension, a fine, and that's it. And they're back within, you know, days. a few months, days, yeah. even uh, to a few months at the most. What's your, I guess, <laughs> take on that? What do you think? I honestly feel like, it should be treated like any other job. Mm-hmm. When you make a mo- typically at any job, when you make a mistake, you're as gone. Big as that, you're gone. We talked about that earlier. So yeah. I feel like it should be treated like that. Mm-hmm. Why should, why should the if I'm the head of the police force, why should I uphold you in something you probably know you did was wrong, mm-hmm. while you have these victims? who are suffering yeah like and not these aren't just any victims these are these are kids some of them are most (laughs) of them are kids right Uh and i just i just feel like you know you put this family through all of this Mm -hmm. why should we uphold you in your victory yeah yeah like it just that (laughs) that just baffles me i'm Mm -hmm. I'm gonna just Mm -hmm. go ahead and call it i understand yeah it is what it is yeah I'm I'm to a point like sometimes I just shake my head. I, I don't say nothing. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. It's 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 it's, it's crazy because I know like if that was one of their you know anybody's kid you know a cop's kid you know how would you feel in that position? Yeah. You know I know your job is difficult. We know that and it's dangerous. But like I said, walking in and just that it's almost like that's the first thing that it's almost maybe that's taught i don't know in that like a police academy maybe that's taught you know <laughs> but not walking in on, on your apartment and see somebody and like i said maybe still i don't think intruder like that person was intruder robber thief or whatever mm-hmm. you know yeah i just i feel like it could have been handled differently mm-hmm. um like i said i mean I know apartments and stuff, they have the same floor plans, but the designs in them are not the same. So, 
I mean, I feel like instantly you're gonna know if you're in the wrong apartment complex. Yeah. You know, why didn't you think to question this individual? Instead of pulling the gun. Instead of pulling the gun. Yeah. I mean, I mean, what what was what was the motive behind it? I, I guess that's what I really want to know. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know if it ever be uh, if it, if it ever come out. Um, I'm, I'm sure it, it's probably due in the near future. You know, we may never know, you know, right. or not. Um, so, wh- wh- how do you think? I guess um, going into this, how do you think our nation is doing um, <laughs> as, as a whole? Because I mean, we've seen a lot in the last few years since I guess the brutality's been going on, yeah. and I don't know if it's. I mean, it doesn't seem like it's gotten better. You know, we had the Las Vegas shooting. I'm just yeah. trying to think of off my top of my head. Um, doesn't seem, you know. I, I guess that's just the world, you know, we live in. You know, yeah. You know, social media's out there too. So, um, I think the nation is okay. Mm-hmm. It could be better. Right. Um, I feel like we, for number one, we just got too much stuff going on. Mm-hmm. We got. Uh, for starters, <laughs> we at war with Iran. We we just gonna start there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just, right. I just feel like we just need to come together as a group and kumbaya. <laughs> just kumbaya. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's where we can start. And then mm-hmm. two mm-hmm. other outside of law enforcement, we as individuals. We are so concerned about what the next person is doing. Stay in our lane. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> we, <got to. laughs> we do not stay in our own lane, and mm-hmm. I, that's another thing that bothers mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. I just, I just feel like, you know, if you, if you spend more time on yourself instead of worrying about the next person, what the next person is doing, you will go so much further. That, in life. And that'll be a start, like you said. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh well, he did this. How can he get this? And how can he afford mm-hmm. this? What is he doing over here? Why is he here? I've never seen you here before. You know, just I just feel like people should stay in their own lanes. Just worry about you. Yeah. And then, last but not least, mm-hmm. the back to the police's thing. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I just feel like they need to handle things differently moving forward. Yeah. It would it would certainly end up putting end to a lot of this you know overly obsessive force that's going on. Yeah, I think so. That's, that's a good point. Kind of kind of wrapping up here. So, um, I want to get your take. Um, you know, marijuana pretty much as far as <laughs> uh, of course. Now I know some people get it. However, but as far as having <laughs> having it as a uh, you know, I think we have medical a card, medical card or whatnot. First of all, I gotta ask this. I hate if I didn't. Um, you get any calls <laughs> at work about <laughs> uh, you know about that? It's particularly Arkansas because since it's you know. <laughs> Well, well, let me just say this. Mm-hmm. I I am I approve this message. Okay. I am all for legalizing marijuana for yeah. medical use. Mm-hmm. So and probably recreational use. Right, right, right. Just be honest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we don't get any calls at work about it, but okay. I do. You know, like I said, I do agree with them legalizing it mm-hmm. uh, for medical purposes. Mm-hmm. I myself 
and this is something I've seen with my own two eyes. Mm -hmm. I uh, have done the research, mm -hmm. and it is a well-known fact that marijuana pretty much treats anything from cancer yeah. to Alzheimer's disease and depression and uh, anxiety. It, and even with kids, um, yes. the ADD or what, you know, they mm -hmm. even did tell, yeah. Um, and there was something else I can't remember the top of my head, but yeah, I mean, and I think people, because I've heard some people at my work talking about, and I don't know what their political affiliation, but it sounded like they weren't really for it, and the thing is going to bring more crime and stuff, and me and my fiance were talking, I don't think, actually, I think, I think she said she was doing some research, and I think it was probably on the decline, mm -hmm. you know, because, I mean, you make something legal, I mean, you know. I, I don't think people are going to necessarily have to like scratch and claw mm -hmm. and grab, you know, if something's not legal, you know what I mean? Well, let's be honest. Mm -hmm. Crime is... Crime, crime is crime. Crime is, crime is yes. like a cockroach. It's, yes. any, it's anywhere and right. everywhere. Right. So, mm -hmm. with that being said, I feel like legalizing it is not going to increase the crime. I, I don't feel that way. In fact, I, I feel the exact opposite. Mm -hmm. It would certainly help with a lot of these people who are diagnosed with terminal illnesses. It would certainly help a lot of these people who are in hospice right now. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think that that would affect the crime rate. I think the crime rate would stay the same. Yeah, yeah, necessarily, yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Um, uh, I, I think they were saying they gave they gave a uh, statistic on the radio I was listening to. I think I've covered this uh, previously on the podcast pre-show or something. But I think, if I'm not mistaken, Arkansas alone, I, I want to say it's uh, a few million mm -hmm. that they've already made. Mm -hmm. um, and I think they said um, the people who, as far as that they've got clientele for the most part, women. And I think they're over that over 55 ish so there you go i mean they know yeah people need it <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it's just a big necessity as far as help and, and you know as we're getting older and you know we may experience you know the certain conditions and, and maybe even if you're young have a condition this stuff helps prove it, fact. it does one thing that i've learned throughout <laughs> throughout the, the few years that I've been at my job is mm -hmm. that a health condition does not target a specific age group. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. um, it, it can it can pretty much target anybody mm -hmm. uh, in their early teens to somebody that's in their late 50s. Yeah. So it, you know, health doesn't, a health condition, it, it doesn't target a, a specific group of people. It doesn't target a specific person. Yeah, I, I was thinking back, or thinking just uh, while you were saying that, uh, many people that know Derek Fisher, former uh, uh, NBA player with the Los Angeles Lakers mm -hmm. from Little Rock, uh, his daughter, I think he played with the Utah Jazz for a couple of years before he went back to L.A., she had eye cancer. I mean, wow. it's rare. Like, you're like, how does it get, like, you know, it's just crazy. But, yeah, like you said, I just thought about that. Like, it can help. I mean, these it conditions can happen, can to, anybody. happen to anybody. Yeah. Yeah, young, old, you know, yeah. middle-aged. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. It, it can happen to anybody. Yeah. And so that's why I feel like legalizing medical marijuana, yeah. it's, 
I mean, it would certainly help with longevity. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like people are happy and I guess more vibrant, you know, and they have like, you know, their spirits up, you know. Right. And, and, you know, like I say, it helps them in the long run. It does. And honestly, um, when I was in Vegas, mm-hmm. even though it's, it is legalized out there for recreational okay. use. Okay, okay. I, I didn't know if it was or not. Okay. Uh, yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. I, I actually went there to mm-hmm. Vegas. Um, I think this was around the 4th of July. I okay. went there. And, you know, um, I actually saw firsthand a mm-hmm. real medical marijuana dispensary. Um, oh, wow. So when I walked in, uh-huh. of course I had to give them my ID yeah. to, to uh-huh. prove I was 21 uh-huh. and up. Uh-huh. So after I gave them my ID, they logged, log, uh, logged me in the system, mm-hmm. and then um, it's like a doctor's office. You just sit there and wait on them to call your name back. Mm-hmm. And then when you call, when they call your name back, mm-hmm. you know you have this big glass countertop yeah. with all of these uh, edibles and different prescription So you're probably walking in with, you can... with, 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 I gotta ask <laughs> what was your first thought walking in there? You're like a kid in the candy store or like what's I'm your like, I'm like goodness <laughs> this is set up like a for real pharmacy like yeah, oh my yeah, goodness yeah. it is something like that's crazy it is mm-hmm. and, then, mm-hmm. and then the layout is set up like one of those uh you know one of those boots at the mall with the glass oh, and then you have yeah. the the different product sampled <clears throat> mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. and then they had a for real pharmacist um, oh wow okay that okay. that'll take you over to the side okay you're supposed to take this much and then take this much dosage <laughs> and all that yeah 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 the yeah. serving size and all that <laughs> yeah i'm like good for real yeah Mar- marijuana for real <laughs> I mean, I mean, Xanax and Hydros, I can understand, but some right. marijuana. <laughs> I think they feel, it's, it's, you know, you, you, when you go, it's a feel like it's probably like maybe you're at Walmart and you're like, uh, I've, uh, I've taken this before or something similar. You still got to slide over the consultation, you know. Okay, so, uh, hey, da 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 da. And look at you and probably think you're on something. <laughs> Just like, you know, this and this and that. Yeah, I'm like. <laughs> Wow. Well, I'm ready to do this, or I'll get fired, maybe. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And it was funny because I was there. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually there uh, with the with the group of friends. Okay. And one of them got the edible gummies. Oh. You know wow. they come in the small yeah. jar, uh-huh. but even though they don't look like they do much, you still mm-hmm. got the pharmacist telling you how much to take. Okay. So. Okay. This fool ended up eating the whole damn thing. <laughs> he learned. And, yeah, he learned. Yeah. And you know, I'm. We we get back to our hotel room, mm-hmm. and you know, I just noticed he was like sitting there, just just giggling and. Oh you know, man, he was gone already. <laughs> yeah. Like what? Like what the hell is so funny? <laughs> I mean, is this something on my face? What, right. Like, what the hell is funny? <laughs> yeah. And um. You know, I look, and he ate the whole damn jar. I said, "You gotta be kidding me!" I said, "You damn fool!" That is so funny. <laughs> That's a great story. So, how much was in? Like, how much? Uh, I guess servings or uh, measured uh, ooh, did he take? I don't. 
I don't know how much, because like the jar was. Was that four ounces, eight ounces? Maybe? I, six, I said six. maybe a little bit under, maybe a little bit under two. Oh, okay. That, uh, yeah, but it's probably filled. I mean, <laughs> right. <laughs> probably filled to the max. Right. And so, you know, uh, even though it didn't look like a lot, it, it, it is if you mm-hmm, take the whole mm-hmm. thing, because that stuff will sneak up on you. Yeah. And so I'm like. You damn fool. No wonder you sitting up here dazed and out and confused. Oh, wow. You high as hell. <laughs> Some people just never learn. I just don't think. Well, that was a learning experience. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So we kind of winded down here. So uh, before we go, do uh, you want to plug anything? Anything to plug or anything? Last words before we sign off here? Uh, so just transitioning back mm-hmm, into mm-hmm, the, the whole police mm-hmm, brutality mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. I have just some great tips I want to share. Mm-hmm. Please, yes. And this is this goes for anybody. If you ever get stopped or questioned by a police officer, for number one, if you're in your vehicle and you see them pull you over, kindly just you know pull your car over. Keep your hands where they can see you. Definitely do that. If you have a concealed weapon. You need to tell that really that needs to be the first, the first thing, thing you that mentioned. you tell them mm-hmm. right. because that can go left really quick. Right. Another tip, um, do not reach for anything unless they tell you to. So many people make that mistake. And that's where they go wrong. Like, that's that's bam, where that's, that's where to go left. Okay. So many people make that mistake. Mm-hmm. Don't reach for anything. Mm-hmm. I don't care if your breath stank and you want to put a tic tac in your mouth. <laughs> don't, don't reach, reach for, for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so um mm-hmm. and when when and another thing, when it is time to reach for the insurance and the registration, make sure you you know, you tell them, okay, I'm reaching for this. I think that's something I'm walking. Keep that. <laughs> yeah. What you want to do is, mm-hmm. you want to, since most people keep their insurance and all of that stuff in their glove compartment, mm-hmm. you want to take that right hand and reach over slowly mm-hmm. and get your documentation gotcha. and keep the left hand on the steering wheel mm-hmm. and then slowly give it to them and just be nice. I don't care how mean or you know how aggressive they are with you just remain calm still do it yes gotcha if you can do that i feel like you won't be a victim to police brutality yeah yeah and i and i think uh and i it was crazy uh i remember uh i was actually uh going down to my mom's church can and i just about I was almost into Texarkana. I was still on the outskirts. And I got pulled over. But And I didn't, of course, in my judgment, I didn't think I made a mistake. But what had happened, <laughs> I saw a cop in the, in the far right lane. And I, of course, me, knowing me, I pulled over. Uh, I wasn't really, uh, I'll go and say I was speeding a little bit. So I pulled back over to get behind a truck. And I guess he thought I was, like, really close to it behind him. And... And uh, he, he pulled me over. I was like, oh, my goodness. And this was, uh, was a year before last. And so uh, he said, you know, I don't, I don't know if he asked me, you know, do you know why I pulled you over or whatever? And so anyway, he kind of go. And he said, you do realize, uh, you know, 
if he slams the brakes, you're pretty much a dead duck. What he was saying, he said, you pretty much would have been smashed. You know? yeah. I said, well, I appreciate that. I understand. And I shook his hand. I reached him and shook his hand. He came, and it was weird. He came over to the passenger side. Nobody was with me. But luckily, I had my, my information, and I think I might even gave him the, uh, uh, one of the things I think I gave him, uh, I can't remember what it was. I, had, I, was, I was a little nervous, because uh, I, I think it was the first time I think I got pulled over since all this was going on a few yeah. years ago. But yeah, he was really nice, and like I said, not all cops are bad, you know. He not, and it no, was thank God it was daylight, but yeah, so it, it went really well. So that, that's probably the only experience I've had recently with that. So I know the last time I got pulled over was mm-hmm. thankfully I wasn't driving, so yeah. if we'd have got a ticket, it wouldn't have been on me. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. I think my cousin had mm-hmm. came down from Ohio, mm-hmm. and. Um, uh, you know, all my friends that know me, they know my family is originally from Wilmot, Arkansas. Okay. Very, right. you know, very uh-huh. small town population. Mm-hmm. Ain't no more than 600 people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were going somewhere and I, and I think she was doing like maybe two or three miles over the speed limit. Uh, you know, even there, they'll, they, they'll get you in the small town. They'll get towns, you in yeah. those small towns. Right, you can't even right. do a mile uh-huh. over. Mm-hmm. And so um, he was in an unmarked car, mm. pulled us over, mm. and uh, instantly I noticed when uh, she pulled the, the car over, she immediately start re- started reaching for her registration stuff and insurance. I was like, no, don't do that. Don't do that Wait yet. Until Wait until he, he tells, tells you. you to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I said, uh-uh. Yeah. Uh-uh. Put the hand back, girl. Yeah. Wait till he tells you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so um, so he, he approached us, and he was like, ma'am, do you realize how fast you were going? And then uh, he told us. And then after that, you know, he just made small talk with us. Okay, yeah. And come to find out, he actually, I guess he actually must have knew who our our grandmother was. Wow. I, I guess. How about um, that? Yeah. So after that, he just let us off with a warning. I think that's something, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it helps if they know some of your family members. Hey, something. but of course, we drove the hell off of it yeah. before he changed his mind. Oh, man. Yeah. So so that was probably a brief, little brief scare. A little yeah, bit, that, yeah, it was. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, I, I still say to anybody till this day, you know, mm-hmm. you know, if you're ever approached by an officer, mm-hmm. don't be out of line with them. Just remain calm, do whatever mm-hmm. they ask. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. Well, man, yeah, appreciate you being on, and you knocked out your first podcast, first official one. That was awesome. <laughs> you probably—I know most people are like, I'm nervous, or man, it went fine. It went really good. <laughs> I'm, I'm nervous as hell. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, hopefully everything goes good, man. Definitely want to have you on again if you definitely want to, and hopefully I can be on yours. You get yours started, and uh, yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, sounds good. Appreciate you being on, man. All right, all right thank all right, you. No problem.